Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett. I hope you're all doing great today. And Jace, how are you doing today? Doing better. We've uh, recovered from a family family flu. Um, you know, it's a fun fun family activity for all ages. Um, you get to stay up together and blow your nose and cough and 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 lay in bed. Although we don't have a young enough girl who wants to lay in bed and watch cartoons yet, which is sad. She wants to get up and play. Not exactly. not ideal. What What about you, Trav? How are you going? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, it's like negative four degrees here today in Tasmania. Um, it's the first day of winter. And I'm like, oh true, my gosh. True. Happy, happy first pinch and a punch for everyone out there. Uh, you're, you're probably listening to this on like the fourth, but you know, yeah. just take you back, pinch and a punch. Yeah, exactly, mate. I was just like, wow, negative four, it feels like. And it's pissing down with rain and the, the wind is wild. So we're going to go for a run this afternoon. I'll probably end up, um, I don't know, freezing. Uh, so if I don't ever do it with another podcast, guys, it was good knowing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, released in memoriam of the frozen block of ice. You thaw out in the spring. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Today, guys, we're going to be talking about some quotes that changed our life and also what they mean. Um, so I think all of us have heard quotes and go, wow, that was inspiring or that was motivating or it gave us some form of direction and it's good. And I have a list of these quotes. I think if you can go and create your own list of quotes that can direct you in times of need or inspiration or motivation or discipline or whatever is needed at the time, if you can have a quote that inspires you to move forward in the path instead of sitting in safety or whatever it is that you do. It's great to have these quotes. Um, so listen today, guys. If you like a quote, you can write it down and you can create your own list of quotes that you can put next to your laptop. You can put it as the home screen of your phone. Um, you can do whatever you want with it. I don't mind because it is your life. But these definitely helped us and we'll go through them and have a few chats along the way, guys. So strap in, guys. Take some notes if you can and we'll get started. And I think one of the big ones that I love Okay. And it was from Christine Miller. It's like, at any given moment, you have the power to say, this is not how the story is going to end. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care how down you feel you are. You have the power to say that this story is just not how it's going to end. I don't care if you're 30 kilos overweight. I don't care if you're divorced. I don't care if you've lost your job. It's like, it's not the end of the story. I think this is a big thing. Like, you know, we have to understand that our life is simply a novel. Okay. And each day is a page. So every single day we wake up and it is a page of our life. And inside that novel that you're writing, that is the moment of your birth until your death, you're going to have chapters and not every chapter is going to be um, this amazing, you know, transformational chapter that the world gave you everything you possibly wanted, you know, because if that was that, we wouldn't actually appreciate the great because we never knew what was bad. Um, but we also have to go through the hard shit, okay, to become the person that we're supposed to become. We can't let these shitty moments define us. We can't sit in the mud and go, oh, well, and become the victim. We have to go, well, no, this is not how the story is going to end. And it's up to me to write the next day, to write the next chapter. And if we look at any true novel like your life, we always love watching the hero's journey. Okay, if someone was just like killing it every single day and there was never no down days and there weren't an underdog and they didn't have to overcome any type of challenge, then that'd be a pretty 
fucking boring book to read. You're like, you turn the next, oh, he won again. Turn the, oh, he won again. Oh, yep, he kept winning. It's like, it's a boring book. You know what the book that you want to read? You want to read the book like Rocky, the movie, right? You want to see someone get knocked out. You want to someone get see someone go through the shit. They learn some powerful lessons. And they, they even know people counted them out. They stepped up. They believed in themselves. They overcome the obstacle. Mm. And that is the hero's journey. That is how you become who you're supposed to become on this planet is overcoming all the shit that's in front of you. And you still keep going forward. And then you get to the victory. And in reality, the victory was that journey from overcoming the shit to achieving the goal that you're after. I think that is a big thing. Yeah, it's not. Now we're not saying that you should go out there and everything's going well. I'm going to make turn my life into shit so I can overcome something. That's not the vibe. But the, I think it's a really powerful quote to remind people, like, because the the biggest thing with like depression and and you know suicide and all these things um, come from a sense of hopelessness, and it comes from a sense of there's no light at the end of the tunnel, so I might as well just you know just give up. And reminding yourself, yeah, this is not how the story has to end. It's a really good just mental frame to keep in mind that yeah, I can keep on going. I can overcome. Right. So so it's all about overcoming the obstacle. It's all about getting past the block. Don't uh, don't create blocks to get past just for the sake of getting past them. Um, but you know, I mean, look, hey, if, if that's the way you want to live your life, and that, I mean, to be honest, that's a pattern that people have, right? They create yeah. problems to solve so they can feel better. They can feel like the hero. We talked mm-hmm. about this. I think it must have been a bunch of podcasts back. Um, done too many of these things now. I can't even remember which episode <laughs> it would be, but. I do, I do really like that one. As far as just a just a, a simple reminder, it's like, yeah, this where I am right now is temporary, right? There's there's control. There's there's new change. Changes are coming. That's it, mate. What's your um, first one? M- my first one, um, probably the, I feel like these are like almost in order of like most recent to, from when I was younger ones that resonated with me, but this is a one from Virginia Satir. who's was a family therapist who, um, the language model and the, the coaching model of NLP was based off. Um, people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty. True. This is a, a recent one. I fucking love this quote. Um, and the reason why, I mean, the reason why quotes are so powerful is they can really, um, you know, there are people much smarter and more experienced than us that have taken concepts and put them into just a nice neat little package that's just like yep cool love it done like you you said it better than i ever could right um but i love this people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty which basically means that most people would rather choose the devil they know rather than the potential angel that they don't. They would rather sit with the shitty circumstances that they already have and that they're familiar with rather than experience any level of uncertainty. Even if there was a 95% chance of that being a better outcome, they would still sit with what they know because people hate the idea of uncertainty, right? We get it with clients that jump on board all the time. Well, what specifically do I need to do? What are the, all the exact things that I need to do right now? And, and I need all the information you know, before I make a decision. It's like, those are the people that struggle with the idea of uncertainty and the idea of not knowing or not having all the answers. But we've said this before, life is uncertain. So once you adopt that idea and realize that even if you're guaranteed to get a negative outcome, you will more likely sit in a place of certainty about that negative outcome than you will do anything to change it because it's the certainty around the familiarity. And especially in such a changing world, people will rather sit with that than they would do something different for the chance of it just being different and being uncertain about it. 100%. You see, I think you see it in jobs a lot um, where people, Mm. 
like <laughs> it's a higher percentage of people, even people who are probably listening right now, that hate their job. <laughs> but they fear change. They're like, oh, what if I don't get a job that's better? What if the next place is the same or worse? What if I um, can't get a raise at the next location or the next place that I'm going to, to get a job at? And so when they sit in this misery, um, so uh, and so it happens with diets and nutrition. You know, I'm going to yeah. not change my habits because in the past I've constantly failed at this. So because I've failed at trying to change my habits and going on these fad diets, I'll just sit being low energy, unconfident, like feeling like crap because it's easier because I know that this is it. And I can't deal with the failure again of trying and not succeeding. I think, mm. you know, at, at the end of the day, that, that's what life is, is all about. It's about trying things and constantly trying to become the best version of you. And that's iteration after iteration after iteration. You know, th there's mm. no such thing as failure at the end of the day, unless you just keep, you have to keep going. You had a mistake, you know, mistake that we talk about that a lot. All you do is just had a mistake in a diet plan. That's all right. You didn't, you didn't, it wasn't the right strategy for you and that's okay. Or mm. it wasn't the right time in your life, or you didn't have the right coach, or you didn't have the right support network. So I think with this, if we're sitting in this misery at the moment and there is the unknown, you know, at the end of the day, it's just outside your comfort zone and we have to go, well, is this expanding me? And mm. if it's expanding, it's probably good to, to take the leap. Yeah, just um, to, to take stock of where you're at. Yeah, exactly, dude. I, I think um, to go off that first one, there's another quote that actually um, that I liked. It was very similar to my first one, so I won't go into this, but it was like, in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. And those three words are, it goes on. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, that, so we're talking about like, it's the story is not the end and life mm. simply it goes on. Just, just put this in to anyone dealing with anything right now, just put this in your head. Like it goes on. So the next one I actually want to talk about was, um, it's cho about choosing your heart. Right. And, mm. and I think this is what we have to understand. Choose your heart. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard, but we can choose our heart. And I think for this, it's like being overweight is hard. You know, being unconfident is hard. Uh, like it just is. Um, being the not best version of yourself, lethargic all the time, not a role model to your kids or your family, not feeling like you're the best version of you. Like that's hard. But mm. also like change is hard, right? Like getting up at 5 a.m. instead of pressing snooze, like that's hard. Like and going to the gym, like sometimes sacrificing the extra drink or the extra meal because you're trying to achieve a goal, like that's definitely hard. You know, preparing some time aside to prepare your week of what you're going to eat and when you're going to train, like that's also hard. Biting your tongue when, you know, you could easily react to a situation, but instead, you know, you might take the higher road, like that's hard. At the end of the day, you know, and I, I don't like to imprint this, that oh, life's supposed to be hard. So if you're having it easy again in life right now, like, oh, is my life supposed to be hard? It's like, no, it's just, it's a frame of mind and it's context, right? I think you have to understand that, you know, there is a version of life and they're both supposed to be hard, but one is going to be challenging you in a way to become better. That is hard. And then when that is, it becomes easy. Waking up at 5 a.m. is easy. What are you talking about? I love going to the gym. Okay, then choose a harder hard, right? Like, you know, work harder. Like go in an ice bath, run further, lift heavier. Like we can always choose a hard, 
that challenges us to become the best version of you. And I think that's the hard that I'm trying to get to. It's like, choose the hard that's going to make you, again, if we lean onto another quote, I'll bang in here, what one can be, one must be from Abraham Maslow. So I, I think if, if we have the potential to be someone great and impact people, you know, in a way to lead them, to inspire them, to become better. And all of us are leaders. Every single person on this podcast is a leader. You're a leader to your family. You're a leader to your workplace. You're a leader to your kids, your community. You are a leader. Maybe just not um, identifying as a leader right now, but you can become one because what one can be, one must be. And if you must be the leader for your family, for your kids, then you're going to have to choose the right hard. It's choosing the hard that you don't want to do. It's in the workouts, I can't bother to do it today, but you're choosing the right hard because that right hard is going to make you become better, become stronger. It's going to become more disciplined. It's, I don't feel like eating that dinner tonight, uh, but hey, you've got a goal. It's like choose the hard that's right for you because that's what your kids are watching. They're not watching what you're saying. They're watching what you're doing. So guys, you know, no matter what hard you're facing at the moment, choose the right hard because that's the hard that's going to make you become that person you're supposed to be on this planet. Yeah. Choose the hard now for the easy later versus the easy now for the hard later. And then it'd be, otherwise it'd be hard to get up off the couch. You don't want to be that guy. Um, I've got a, a double, a double whammy now from my boy, Jim Rohn. Um, mm. Probably one of the biggest like formative, um, like motivational, inspirational speakers from like the, the early parts of my life, even though I only started listening to him after he died. So some people might've known about him a little bit earlier, but two quotes that are kind of um, tie in together for me, for things to change for you, you have to change. For things to get better for you, you have to get better. I really, that one just, I was like, fucking, it, it's obvious, right? It's like no shit. But just the way he says it, he's got this Southern drawl that I absolutely love. If no one's listened to Jim Rohn before, I highly recommend it. Just his, uh, his voice is soothing. He's like a, just a grandpa that will tell you, oh, everything's going to be all right. But my other one, uh, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenge. Wish for more wisdom. And I think that is a mindset that a lot of people are in at the moment, which is, I wish the interest rates would go down. I wish that the problems would go away. I wish that food was uh, cheaper and easier to prepare. I wish that, um, you know, the gym wasn't so crowded. I wish that, you know, uh, all of these things, it's like they're trying to wish for the problems to go away rather than wishing that they would be the person that can rise to that occasion. It's like, what skills do I need? What do I need to develop in order to become the best version of myself? I need more wisdom. I need more skills, right? I, I, I want to be better. And it's not out of a, like, a, oh, no, I wish I was better. I'm just not good and just being all depresso about it. Um, it's, it's about saying, you know what? I want to be better. I need to be better in order for these circumstances to get better. Right. Rather than saying, I wish the life was easier because you've got one, you've got two things, you know, going on. One of them you can control, which is your level of effort and your level of response. Um, the other one is life and the circumstances, right? Unless you're fucking working at the RBA, you're not, you're not <laughs> dictating interest rates, right? Unless you're, uh, you're working, you know, you're the head of Woolies, you're not dictating the supply chain issues and the markups on food. Or you're not, you know, unless you're, you know, you're working at the gym, you're not the way, oh, yep, this is a newbie hour from 4, 4.30 to 5.30. No one else is allowed in except for complete newbies. In gym. Like, unfortunately, that doesn't happen. So you've got to take ownership of where you're at 
and say, you know, I don't wish it was easier. I'm just going to wish that I was better. I'm going to work on becoming better in order to overcome these things. So love, I love Jim Rohn. He just puts it in Dude, such a good way. He does. And I think if you can look at that quote and go, well, at the moment, again, a lot of this is taking stock. And I think I love when we're looking at this, it's like getting ourselves from one to 10. Well, okay. If I want, I wish I need more skills, right? If things are hard, I need more skills. And it's going, okay, well, where do I need more skills? I really suck at, at nutrition. Um, and when I suck, when I mean suck at nutrition, making food that tastes good, that is still going to help me lose weight. Okay, well, rate myself one to 10 inside this. Am I a four out of 10? Am I an eight out of 10? What would that be? Okay, well, it's maybe you're currently a four out of 10. Well, if you're currently a four out of 10, where and how would I get to a six or a seven out of 10? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to learn from? And all of a sudden, that's what skill acquisition is all about. It's not about you trying to recreate the wheel. The wheel is already created. Stop trying to go, no, I must you know, create this brand new diet or meal. That I, I, no, it's done. You just need to find the right person. You need to ask the right question. And with the right person and the right question, the right skill is, skill is acquired. And it's acquired very fast. Right. And when we look at the, the, when I talk about fast, I'm talking about fast in the span of time, right? Your skill, your nutrition IQ can go from zero to hero in 16 weeks. That, and when I say zero to hero, I mean like for the rest of your life, you understand nutrition. Like you understand how to put on muscle mass. You understand how to lose fat. You understand how to maintain your body weight and never put weight on again. You understand when you look at a meal, approximately a calories. So you have this way to be able to intuitively eat within 16 weeks. Like you understand if I've gone up a couple of kilos and know how to drop it back down straight away, like 16 weeks in the span of time, like it's nothing. You know, a lot of people have been overweight for 10 or 20 years. And if you go, well, okay, in four months, I can help you lose, you know, 16, 20 kilos and keep it off for the rest of your life. Would you give me four months? Of course you would, right? But we all, we all want it in 14 days. We all want the perfect recipe right now. I was like, no, you know, it's going to take a little bit longer. And that's okay. But during this time, you're going to learn these skills and you're going to build that wisdom that's going to allow you to lead the rest of your life in a way that you never possible. I think that's a big thing. Um, for me, mate, yeah. I think the next one will be for every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. And that was from Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson. It's like, I think I was a very frustrated person and, and somewhat uh, kind of a bit more aggressive on the aggressive side of things for a long time. I was like, just a lot of testosterone in my twenties. Um, and I'll, I'll blame it on that. Um, I, I think it's like, I, yeah, yeah. the stimulus and response, and we'll talk about that quote later, but it was very banged up together. And I was allowing problems to carry over into all these different aspects of my life. And I allowed um, a lot of my life to be lived through frustration. I'm pretty, I'm a very happy guy, right? But a lot of it was, I was a frustrated person. And it got to a point where I was like, you know, I've got a tattooed on my hand, right? Like I've got, um, you know, you can see it's like a more Vincent Omnia, right? Love conquers all. And I think for me, that's the biggest thing. It's like, I don't have, I don't want to waste a, a minute of my life being angry. You know, I, I want, you know, nearly every 60 seconds to be happy. And we talked about this last week, you know, it doesn't mean you're an emotionist, you're not stoic. You can feel emotion, mm. but we don't wallow in that negative 
emotion that normally leads to negative outcomes and negative activities afterwards. We feel it. We let ourselves feel it. We let ourselves sit in to it for a second. And then we say, like, can't fix it, can't change it. And we move on. And I think we, so many people sit in that anger for minute after minute after minute for days, for weeks, some people for years. Um, and it's like, no, like you're losing happiness for every minute. Like you're sitting in that anger, you're losing that 60 seconds of happiness. I think time's too precious and life's too short to spend time not being happy mm. um, for all those around you. Mm. Agreed. I love it. I, I think it just puts into perspective the um, the trade-off, right? The the opportunity cost of choosing to be angry versus choosing to be happy in that time. It's like, that's, that's, that's what you lose, right? It just tells you to be, teaches you to be more intentional with how you're feeling and how you want to feel um, rather than just letting the the default take over, right? You, you're feeling by the default or design. So design your emotions to feel better. Don't, yeah, don't be a dick. Feel good. Don't be angry. Um, boom. Problem solved. Um, my, my next one is from the, the big man, Tony Robbins. Um, and I had, I had a different one from him, but I wanted to change it up to this one. Cause I feel like this is, is super relevant, especially in health and fitness. It's, um, it's never a question of resources and it's always a question of resourcefulness. Right. And it's, it's thrown around a couple of different ways, right? Resourcefulness is the ultimate resource. Like he says, all sorts of things, but ultimately it comes down to, it's not about the resources that you have. It's about how resourceful are you willing to be? And that being the ultimate resource that you can pull from. Too many people complain about, I don't have, oh, yeah, Trav did this video with special high protein bread. I don't have that bread in my town, so I can't lose fat. No, fucking bro, you can. Just have half a slice of normal bread, you're good. But um, you know, what if you could do something about it? What can you do with what you've got in this moment now? What have you got the capacity to to actually act on? And it's you'll be surprised at the resources that you'll find when you're forced to be resourceful, right? If someone came to you and said, you know, next week you need to give me 50 grand. Otherwise I'm going to kill your family, right? Fucking, well, you'll be surprised. You might not have 50 grand, but you'll be surprised that with that level of motivation, how resourceful you will fucking be. Uh, yeah, you, you might find a, a ski mask and jump into a bank. I don't know, whatever, whatever works for you, whatever, whatever saves the family. This is, I'm not condoning bank robbery, just so you know. <laughs> um, but the, there's a do level what you of- need to do. Yeah, exactly. Do what you got to do. You save your family. Um, there's a level of resourcefulness that is required when you're not going to have like resources like time, energy, money. You're not always going to have these things, right? I shared a post a couple of weeks ago about a guy who um, has been listening to the podcast and just through taking action on what he's learned on the podcast has lost, I think it was like over 18 kilos at that point in time. He didn't have the money to sign up for one-on-one -on -one coaching. I was like, fine, don't worry. Like, go go forward with the the stuff we've got out for free and, and see how you go with it and that's the ultimate resourcefulness right taking something that's freely available there's all of this information there's all of this stuff you can get like macro calculators and you can get training programs and you can ask chat gpt now or oh, write me a program specifically for me with this equipment blah, blah 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 it's all out there people still don't do it right because they're not resourceful enough they're not willing to take action from the emotional side of things they just oh yeah this is now i've got this good plan uh yeah, whatever um but it's because they're not resourceful enough. They're not looking for the opportunities that are out there. Um, that's why I love this quote. Yeah, dude, like um, that quote actually changed my life a lot. Um, and mm. I reflect back just on as a, as a, this is about being resourceful. Um, and I could 
use this quote so many times when I was building my gyms uh, that I had in the past, but one of them, which will stick to you guys, <laughs> but it's a story. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, there was a biker gang, biker gang, bikey gang, like seven doors down from one of my gyms. You know, just think, um, uh, what's that? Sons of Anarchy. Okay, let's think about that. For anyone who's in America, they don't, like I've talked to people in America, they're like, what's a bikey gang? And I was like, I don't know, like people that wear, you know, that's what it is, Sons of yeah, Anarchy. People that <laughs> Harley's outside of a saloon, I don't know. Yeah, or, exactly, yeah. I don't know. In um, Texas. Literally. So there was a bikey, bikey gang and, you know, this guy came up to me. He's like, you need to pay me $20,000 in seven days um, or we're going to shoot you. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, he's like, yeah, you've been looking after you for the last like five years with your gym and, you know, you just have to pay us now. I was like, what do you mean looking after me? Like, I'm not going to, like, I know these guys are not the best guys. Uh, I was like, I knew that that was serious as well. And I was like, you can't go to the cops. Otherwise, 100% something bad would have happened. It's worse. Um, because people have said in the past, like, why didn't you go to the cops? And I was like, well, what, like, what, so I can get shot? <laughs> so well, like, but, but at least there's a uh, at least there's a note about them on the yeah, yeah, exactly at least I'm what like, a, what a cause to die for yeah exactly <laughs> I was, and i'm like okay well i don't have 20 grand he's like you do you have gyms so you have 20 grand i was like well just because you have gyms doesn't mean i have 20 grand cash just sitting there um it's like it costs money to build the gyms um and i was like okay well how do i get 20 grand and because we built the gyms there are four gyms at that point people were asking me how we we're doing it i was like well okay now i'm going to become resourceful i need to create 20 grand in the next seven days or i'm going to get shot um and liv was pregnant i was like we don't need the stress at this time <laughs> um i was like so everything's like, okay well i know what we can do well we're going to start business coaching and this is actually how we started business coaching so what i did is i offered it was eight thousand it was eight thousand dollars uh for eight weeks of business coaching we guaranteed they would make sixteen thousand dollars in eight weeks or we would double their money back okay so it was a you know, when we look, look at it, it's like an offer too good to be true um, mm. for them. Um, so people took up the offer and it was a $1,000 deposit and then they could pay weekly. Um, so with that, and I knew that, you know, we coached all around the world. I knew that I was literally on the phone for the next seven days, put a post out there, message everyone was on the phone to someone. Uh, there's 24 hours in a day and everywhere around the world, there's always someone awake that I could have sold to. So over the next, over the next like literally seven days, I think we made like 25 to 30 sales. We got in 20 grand of cash. And in that, from like resulting in that, we ended up selling over a hundred people into this program over the next eight weeks. We made like literally eight grand grand. It was actually quite insane. But the act of being resourceful for me allowed me to bring in the money. I, I paid the bikey gang. I was like, guys, if you actually ever come to me like this again, I'll just leave the country. Like, do not come. And I said, I was like, don't come at me like this again. Like, this is your, your money um, for your security over the last period of time. Um, and I'm not going forth again like this. I will leave the country. Um, but it was, a, it was an act of being coming resourceful with a skill set that I had that I could help other people with and starting a business I didn't even have um, that then actually went on to a business for the next couple of years whilst I enjoyed coaching people before I you know, really didn't enjoy coaching businesses anymore. But it's always the act of becoming resourceful that yeah. people need you know I, I when i first wanted to start my business i didn't have the skill set and i ended up tattooing a guy's website on my shoulder so i have this website tattooed on the back of my shoulder 
to get my first mentor. Again, it's resourceful, guys. Like, you know, I don't want you to tattoo like Fit Dad Club to try and get coaching from us to help you lose weight. If you, if you do, I'll fucking reshare it and I'll coach you. <laughs> and Jason coach you. <laughs> um, but like, again, over the time, I've got I've, three people tattoo my name on their body <laughs> for coaching. Like, it's actually quite crazy. Um, and I help them and grow their business. But I think it's just become resourceful, guys. There is, there, you, you can do it. It doesn't make like you can do it. Like if you have to tattoo someone, like t- like tattoo you- to yourself with someone's name, like that's what you got to do. That and that's what you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. But get the education, lean on it, move forward. Um, the quotes I want to look at now is these two um, that I enjoy. That's like one from Marcus Aurelius, which is is not death that a man should fear, but he should fear never beginning to live. Mm-hmm. I think. That is one that I love. And I think the other one was, was uh, from Soren Kierkegaard, which was uh, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Mm-hmm. And I think like those two things, like a lot of like shit happens to us. Okay. In life. You know, I thought I was going to play rugby league, but I'd been in Chicago. I was in intensive care for three months. Like, you know, I thought I was going to have like all these gyms and COVID happened and sort of put like things happen. I was engaged twice before I was married. I thought I was going to marry someone else. Like shit happens, guys. We can't understand what we're going through sometimes whilst we're going through it. Hmm. But we have to understand that life happens for us, not to us. And the what you're currently going through you know, you'll understand in a year's time or two years time or three years time, you'll look back and go, well, I understand why that happens. Because if, you know, if I understand that everything's happening for me, it's taking to me a point to learn, to grow, to become who I'm supposed to be. Again, what one can be, one must be. It's growing me. It's giving me the challenge that I need now to become the man I am supposed to become. So if we're living it forwards and we're meeting these challenges, then we can't just become like an npc right i think when we're looking at like a, a non-player character right and that's the whole for all thing. the people who don't understand video games <laughs> yeah yet. exactly like because like a lot of people i believe are living life as an npc right like a non-player character they're just like in the background and i think that's what marcus aurelius was getting at um, it's like don't be an npc it was it was just yeah. ahead of his time um because yeah, way ahead of his time you know it, it's not about fearing death it's about fearing not truly creating impact not truly you know being the role model for your family not truly giving not truly contributing and you know leaving your mark that you know the world is just a little bit sweeter a little bit greater because you're actually here and it can only be a little bit sweeter, and a little bit greater if you actually begin to live. And I think that's such a crucial thing that we all need to understand. Mm, yeah, agreed. It's like, um, I think the other version of it is, yeah, every man dies, but not every man truly lives. And yeah. it's, that's, and that is something to like, I know there's some deepness in, oh, I thought I was going to get some fucking nutrition tips. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> there's some deepness in, in this, in reflecting on, well, yeah, well, what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to live? And then it's like, oh, I don't want to spend my life, you know, in the gym. You know, that's not where I want to, you know, be. That's not living for me. It's like, well, that is a vehicle to allow you to live your best life, to allow you to truly experience vibrancy and vitality, right? Same thing with the nutrition. If you've got those things dialed in, then imagine waking up and not feeling tired and not having lower back pain and being able to run around after your kids and get down and get up and, you know, live, really, really live and enjoy 
the the moments that life has and it's just about reflecting well what are those moments for me what is the what is the life that I, again this is all about a lot of this comes back to sort of like intention like what is the life i want to cultivate what is the life i want to live and then what are the steps that are going to get me there and just got to start walking that it's like otherwise you'll never have the life that you want i think um, um i think jocko willink says it best where it's like <laughs> discipline equals freedom right um so if if we think about it so simple discipline equals freedom well yeah the discipline to go to the gym gives you the freedom to move without pain gives you the freedom Mm. of energy it gives you the freedom of confidence um it, it, it like the discipline to Follow a nutrition plan for a period of time gives you the freedom to understand food better, to make choices, to maintain a healthy weight. It, like it gives you so much freedom. So, you know, if the discipline of finances allows you to buy a house. The discipline of being faithful allows you to have a, a, a prolonged marriage or discipline to not uh, react at every conversation or argument gives you then the you know, freedom of a healthy long marriage, right? Like I think, Mm. you know, with this, like all these disciplines, they're important because it gives you the freedom to have the things you actually want. But without discipline, there is no freedom because now you're you're trapped in in arguments. You're trapped in a body. (laughs) You're trapped in a job. You're trapped in like a house. You don't like it. You're trapped. So don't Mm. think that going to the job, I don't want to do that. Oh, it's like, no, like you want to do that because that gives you the freedom right? Mm. It's, it's the other way around. You have to flip it on its head. It's not that I have to go, mm. I want to go to the gym because it gives me the freedom to live on this earth for longer and see my grandkids and my great grandkids if I can. I think mm. it, it's so crucial. Discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And if that doesn't do it, then you want to win every, every um, battle of my dad can beat up your dad. It's like, <laughs> exactly. Don't actually be good at fighting. Just look like you can. You just look, <laughs> look muscular. That's, uh, that's my goal. Um, uh, yeah. Touching on the communication and the, that side of things, I've got two in the communication space. I used to do a lot of teaching in the communication space. Um, my, the first one is from Fiona Campbell, and it's, it's been changed a little bit, but the meaning of the communication is the response that you get. Um, we used to teach it as uh, the meaning of the communication is the response it elicits. Basically, whatever you're communicating to someone, their response dictates the meaning of your communication. We get so caught up in our head of oh, this isn't that's not what I meant, but that's how they took it. And this is another level of extreme ownership and ownership of your you know your word and your your sort of um, you know, everything that you do. If you can take ownership of. I, my intention was to compliment, you know, oh, I told my wife, you look lovely today. And then she got pissed off at me. Why do I only look lovely today? Did I not look lovely yesterday? You only think I look lovely when I put makeup on, right? And then it becomes a fucking argument. Well done. Good job. Um, who would you blame? Oh, I blame her for being, you know, for overreacting, right? She knew that she knows that's not what I meant. Well, no, she fucking didn't because clearly you didn't communicate in an effective enough way. Right. And then maybe they'd be, oh, maybe I should compliment her more when she hasn't got makeup on. Maybe there's other stuff going on, you know, and then you've got to have, you've got, you've got this thought pattern going on, but understanding and owning the fact that my communication is the meaning of it is determined by the response that I get. So if I don't get the response that I want, I need to change the way I communicate. This isn't about being a chameleon and trying to, you know, communicate to everyone in their own, in their own language, you know, but you know, you learn the language of the locals and they'll tend to like you a little bit more, right? Like when you, when we go to, you know, I'm in Perth, Bali is like a second home. Um, When we go to Indonesia, you know, we'll try to speak Indonesian or even even if you like go further, you speak Balinese, they absolutely love it um, because people are taking the time to speak in their language and having that sort of that better communication. 
So communication is a big one, especially for, I know a lot of the dads out there with their kids and their partners, they can be, they're going on this journey. They're starting to lose weight. They're starting to get fit. Um, you know, I've got to prioritize going to the gym or cooking higher protein meals and, and, you know, maybe your wife cooks for you and you're, you know, you oh, can you make it with more protein? Right. Well, that didn't elicit the response you want. Maybe you've got to communicate that a little bit better. Same thing that we have to do in coaching a lot of the guys, right? It's we've, oh, I told this guy to eat more protein. He didn't eat more protein. All right. Now we've got to communicate this in a different way so that it gets the result that we want. So it's not, again, it's not about pleasing everyone, but it's about saying, hey, what's the response that I want? And how do I need to communicate to get there? Um, so that one was a big one for me. It's like, all right, it's not about my intention and being like, well, if you just didn't fucking get it. No, it's about, how can I change it in order for you to get it? The um the second quote that I wanted to touch on from George Bernard Shaw is the biggest myth in communication is the illusion that it's actually taking place. The biggest myth in communication is the illusion it's actually taking place. We think we're talking, we think we're communicating, but we're not. People fucking scrolling on their phones while they're listening. You know, there's yeah, there's probably someone listening to this maybe while scrolling on their phone and doing something different right now or watching a different YouTube video on their laptop. All that sort of shit goes on. But you know, we don't we don't bring intention to conversations anymore, right? We don't bring um you know uh, we don't we don't bring intention to listening to our partners. We don't bring intention to the things that we say. We just kind of and again, as Travel was saying, we react. We just say shit for for the sake of saying shit sometimes. So understanding that communication the the biggest issues that come from that is the idea that we actually think we are communicating um and that we think we are getting back and forth to each other and there's a, a final one i'll add on here is um when it comes to being a better communicator listen with the intent to understand not the intent to respond yeah that's that's for me that was probably the biggest like oh holy shit um people listen and they're like, oh, fuck, well, what do I say next? i got to reply. Oh, God, he made that point. Right? I'm going to reply to that. Oh, I wonder what I should have for lunch later today. Oh, listen with the intent to understand someone, not the intent to respond and just get your two cents in. And for any parent out there, you can see that when you talk to your children, like, and we were talking about Jax mm. about this like two days ago, right? Because he has something in his head he wants to tell us and mm. he's not even focused on what we're actually communicating to him. So we're trying to talk to him about something and then he ends up kind of saying yes and it's not even a yes answer and then starts telling us about something else. Um, yeah. I was like, we, we're trying to explain to him. It's like, if you have something you want to say, sometimes you can say, can you hold on one second? I just need to write it down just so you can actively listen to the person because like with mm -hmm. kids, like things come in and out of their head and drops and he's like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, dad. Because I'm like, what you want to say is important. So I'll pause what I'm going to say so you can write that down or you can make a note. Hey, dad, can I talk about this when you're done? So we, I can remind mm. him and then he can actually be fully present with me in the moment. But again, if we come back to that before, like, remember guys, our kid, this is all about being the best version of us. That's literally what this podcast is about. Um, mm. It's being the healthiest version of us, which then will then roll on to the best version of us in all aspects of our life. Because if we're healthier, we are more patient. We are more confident. We are a better role model. We are more, more financially successful because discipline then also just seeps into all aspects of our life. The amount of guys who have had you know job raises over the last couple of years with coaching is, is astronomical from changing their life. So I think if we look at it, guys, remember kids listen to what we do, not what we say. So if you're there scrolling your phone, watching the TV as they're trying to talk to you, not actively listening, 
no matter how many times they say the same fucking thing again and again, which happens with kids. Um, it's like the same thing. Oh, it's a question. After the question, after the question. Like, it doesn't matter, guys. It's like, because they're listening to what you're doing, not what you're saying. So if you're, if it's okay for you not to be present and if you just to like brush it off and not be present with your family, then it's going to be okay for them not to be present and on their switches right. and focusing on the TV instead of actually talking to you. So guys, your actions speak louder than your words in this type of thing. And remember, it's not just you in this moment that you are trying to be present for, but it's for the leadership side of things because you're leading your family every single moment of the day and your kids will start to model your behaviors. So that's a big reason why you need to be present as well. Hmm. Um, I think, I, I think you want to say something, Jace? No, all good. I think the, the next thing is it's like attitude, like these, these three quotes on attitude that I really love. Um, and Oprah Winfrey has one, which is like the greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change their future by merely changing their attitude. I think this is the biggest thing, right? Like, if you're you know, seeing a challenge, perceiving a, an obstacle or a challenge with a positive outcome or a positive mindset, then it's like, okay, how do I overcome this? Like, I can do this. I have, I, I might not have the resources right now, but I'll become resourceful. Like this challenge is for me to become better, to develop my skill set, to be what one can be on this planet. Like it's changing your attitude will change the level of energy you put into solving the obstacle or challenge at hand. Because if you see it with a negative attitude, then the level of energy you put into solving the problem is very low. And with a low a level of energy to solve the problem equals the problem not being solved. And you just sit with that problem. Sometimes people for years and years, problem being weight loss in this example. So, and then we look at it. It's like, the next one is from Brian Tracy, which is like, you cannot control what happens to you, but you can control your attitude to what happens to you, you know? And in that mm. you'll be mastering change rather than allowing it to master you. Like Jace says this all the time. Like there is one certainty and that certainty is randomness, right? Like shit's mm. going to happen to you all the time. Like literally all the time shit will happen to you. And it could be literal shit sometimes. If you've got kids, like shit will get thrown at you, right? You know this, you'll get shit on. Like, or it can be metaphorical shit from the workplace or like your partner or anything like Hopefully that. Hopefully not physical <laughs> shit at the workplace <laughs> unless you're a sanitation yeah, worker. Let's hope so. So if we look at that, it's like you can't, and I think this goes back to communication with Jace as well, like that previous quote. It's like the way people talk to you, you know, you might not like it, but then you have to look at what was their intention behind it versus their action. Mm. And was their intention a positive attention with a misguided action in communication? Then we always, me and Liv, it's like always basically, if we get frustrated, okay, what was her intention, but what was her action? Then I can communicate the action was misguided because I know the intention was positive. So I think it allows mm. us to sort of dissect that a little bit better in communication with each other. But even in the workplace, right? Like if you've got colleagues, like nine times out of 10, they're not trying to sabotage you. They're probably trying to help you. Right, like nine times out of ten, it's probably one time out of ten. Like, yeah. you know, that guy Karen, she's just a dick, right? Like, she's just trying to yeah. sort of screw you over. But nine times out of ten, they're not, and it's like just the action was misguided. So instead, we can empathize. We don't know what she's going through. She might have had just a really mm. shit morning. Someone might have died. Something could have happened. You don't know what's going on. I think that's a big thing. Um, so you can't control what happens to you, but you can control the way and the attitude you put into that. I think that's the biggest thing. And the last thing is like from Victor Frankl is like, 
you know, the godfather of like changing my life. <laughs> um, you know, A Man's Search for Many was such a powerful book for me. And it's like, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, it's the last of the human freedoms, which is to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, which is to choose one's own way. It's like, you can do anything to me. Like, but the stimulus does not equal the response. And sometimes the response that they're trying to get from you, like people who sometimes will push you to try and get anger, but you can choose anger. You can choose peace. You can choose joy. You can choose whatever you want. And that's the fucking power of choice, which is so good. Like anything, you can take my house, like you can take my car, you can take my job, you can take my gyms. Oh, thanks, bro. Like, but dude, that's the truth, man. Like you can take anything from me, but I have the power to choose my attitude in this given circumstance. I think you have to understand that. Like, I have the power to choose it. And, hmm. and that allows me to choose my own way for the rest of my life. And I think, it's the power of choice coupled with the power of choosing the right attitude gives you the choice of the actions that you need to actually take right now. And then if you choose the action, it didn't go the way you want, then you get to have the choose the power of the next action and attitude to keep moving forward to become the best version of you. I think those three things like attitude and understanding that no matter what happens to me, I get to choose how I, I want to respond. I think that in itself, if you can grasp that concept that is literally a life-changing concept 100 mm, i mean and to hear it from someone like victor frankl someone who you know survives one of the most horrific things to happen in world in you know in the world essentially in the history of the world um that's that's power right is again comes back to intention comes back to control comes back to awareness of how am i responding how should i be responding um you know yeah fix, fix your attitude pretty sure I put a, a reel up of that recently. So, we've got nothing, to, we've got nothing to, to, to be salty about. Um, I got a, a, one of my favorite ones from um, Mark Twain that I loved from a, a lot earlier was a person who does not read good books has no advantage over a person who cannot read. For me, it's the same. I love that. It's the same thing. It's like um, the, yeah, there's no difference between a man who cannot read and a man who chooses not to read. Um, and it goes beyond, it goes beyond just reading. Right? There's no difference between someone who chooses not to walk and someone who can't walk. There's no difference between someone who chooses not to go to the gym or chooses not to eat healthy and someone who can't eat healthy. You know, there's people on um, on like food rations and, and they've got 99 cents and the only thing that they can buy that has any kind of sustenance in it, you know, they can't go to the shops, whatever, you know, it's a cheeseburger. That's all that, you, if you've got the opportunity, this is very similar to what, you know, what a, what a man um, can become, he must become, right? It's, it's understanding that because you've got the resources available to you. If you're not using them, it's the exact same as not having access to them and not being able to read in the first place. So realizing that we have such a wealth of knowledge and information and luxury available to us that not using what we've got, not using the information available to us, not listening to the podcasts, right? Not listening to the, the audio books, not improving ourselves, by not doing those things, we're the exact same as someone who has absolutely no access to those things. But you know, people will often, they'll, they'll dabble in them. Oh yeah, you know, I can, or I will listen to them eventually. It's like, fuck it. No, you might as well be illiterate, right? The, the amount of books that you read or the amount of, again, it's not just about books, but the amount of, of knowledge that you consume in order to improve yourself, the amount of, of work that you do on yourself if that's at, if that's sitting at a zero, you might as well just not be able to improve yourself at all. You might as well have been born, you know, dumb, deaf, and blind or something. 
but I, I just I, th- this one always really resonated with me. Mate, hundred percent. Uh, I got nothing to add to that, but it's the, it's the truth, right? Like, it's it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. Um, one I like about Abraham Maslow is like in any given moment we have two options: to step forward into growth or step back into safety. And this is actually one I reflect on a lot um, because like mm-hmm. if I'm laying in bed and the alarm goes off, what does the growth version of me do, and what does the safety version of me do? Well, growth gets out and, and works on becoming the best version. Safety go rolls over and you know goes back to sleep because I'm going rolling over safety. It's like I'm either growing forwards or I'm retreating backwards, and that's it. There's there's no stagnation in life. We're we're on offense mm. and uh, or we're we're going back. We're playing defense, and sometimes you can play an offensive defense. Um, I think it's it's looking at it at the end of the day. It's like we are always moving forward. Or we're moving backwards. I think there's another quote that's like, you know, a moment is is essentially three seconds. I believe there's, you know, what is it, like twenty one thousand moments in a day, and if we're moving mm-hmm. forward, and uh, it's a plus one, plus one, plus one, or there's a minus one, minus one. The difference between a plus one and minus one, right, is is actually two, right? So if a plus two and a minus two, it's four. It's a difference of four. So like the the growth or the level of difference between retreating to safety or moving forward to growth is become so large, so fast because it's com and compounds day after day. That's I I think you have to ask yourself like is, and it's been kind of being conscious and slowing down your thought patterns. Cause I think we react and we think, and we move too fast at times, every single one of us. Right. Uh, So I think we have to slow down, on the emotions that are our default. It's like, you know, as you get, again, Jay says all the time, it's like you live by design or you live by default. So it's like, if I'm slowing down my actions and I'm choosing to live by design and I want to design the best relationship with my wife for the best health and the best, you know, being the best role model for my kids, I can slow down before I respond to really anything, right? And I want to be constantly trying to step forward into growth. And if something happens in a conversation, just slow it down. Just honestly, just, you don't have to always answer straight away. Okay. What would the growth version of me say right now? And what would the safety version? Mm. And because I'm choosing, again, I have the power to choose my own way. If I go back to the previous quote, and now I'm choosing growth, what would the growth version of me do? And what would, and how would that path forward go? Right. Well, this would probably diffuse the mm. conversation and the argument, and then we'd be fine. Okay. Safety or, you know, going negative. Okay. What would that, what would I say then? What's the next two hours of that look like? Fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> so choose growth. All right. Choose growth every time. <laughs> choose every, growth. Time. every time. Every time. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's just understanding that it's like we're either moving forward to, or to, to growth or retreating to safety. And to do mm. that, you need conscious awareness of that. And to be present, as you said before, Jace, and to expand the gap between stimulus and response to choose one's own way. I think that's mm. that's huge. Um, have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? No. The movie? <laughs> oh, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. That's probably, the, to me, the definition because we I watched it. I showed um, Lauren. We had a movie night the other night and we watched Hacksaw Ridge, which is uh, it's from 2016. It's a true story about a, uh, uh, um, uh, what is the word? It's It was a... a 
conscientious objector to World War II. Um, and but he wanted to serve and he wanted to, but he wanted to be a medic, but he didn't want to use a gun. He didn't want to sort of take a life. And it was, it was, it's a beautiful story. He ends up um, basically, uh, probably spoil the movie for you if you haven't want to watch it, but it's a true story where he saves, um, he ends up being up on this ridge that they're trying to take from the Japanese and he ends up saving 75 people's lives. Oh, I have seen that, minutes. dude. It's yeah. an amazing oh, movie. Such a good movie. And that's the like, yeah. definition of, of stepping forward into, uh, I mean, yeah. stepping forward beyond, beyond growth, right? And, and um, there's a sort of interviews with him afterwards of uh, from like from earlier in the 2010s, and he's like, um, he just, I just kept praying to the Lord, um, Lord, just you know, give, let me save one more, let me save one more. He kept going, he saved 75 fucking people, and I was just like, oh, God. like to have 10 percent of that guy's conviction and commitment to just doing what needed to be done instead of retreating into safety fucking you'd have it you'd live in the most amazing life possible right um so i, I just that was just a, a reminder that came to me it's like fuck that's a really good example of just moving forward into growth i love i love that oh mate it was it honestly was such a good movie and it's like he just kept lowering people off the cliff down yeah it's another one another one <laughs> no literally as dj khaled um yeah, should just exactly, be playing like, that yeah. in the background he's just lowering people down yeah. the cliff like, oh, even man. lowered a couple of japanese yeah, yeah it, it was, was just like just honestly, kept going honestly like yeah growth all, all day long yeah, all day um do you have one you want to share I've, uh, this is the last one I've got on my list. It's probably, okay. it's a little bit less, less, uh, less, um, you know, mental, spiritual, emotional, probably it's more practical. I love it. It's a um, quote from Alan Aragon, who's a researcher in the nutrition space. He's been doing this for quite a while. He's, he's got some really good stuff. He used to do like a research review. Um, I think he still does it, but um, he does. it's a quote, it's a quote about food. Every meal is a short-term investment in how you feel, a medium-term investment in how you look and a long-term investment in your freedom from disease. I like this quote specifically because it just forces you to think about the impact of every meal that you eat and the determinator, the determinator, the determine determiner. What and basically what determines what you're going to? I, I speak English good. Tell, follow me for more communication <laughs> tips. Um, <laughs> the the factor that determines or well, what choice am I going to make right now? Am I focused on the way that I look? Am I focused on my freedom from disease? Am I focused on how I'm going to feel? Right. For some people, they're like, oh, you know what? I really enjoy this, you know, this pizza. I'm going to have this pizza with my family. This is how I'm going to feel. I know it's going to have impact on how I look. I know it's going to have a greater impact on my freedom from disease. This is the reason I'm going to choose this meal. Having those three lenses to look through your life and through your meals with and to be like, well, what am I eating for right now? Am I eating for the short term, the midterm or the long term? And again, this comes back to the, the things we talk about all the time, but it, for me, it's just a really good grounder in why am I choosing to eat this or why am I making this choice, especially with my meal right now? And you could, I mean, you could say this for a, um, for a number of different areas. You could just extrapolate this out to finances, right? Every purchase you make, it, you know, it has short-term, mid-term and long-term ramifications, right? When we bought a, uh, an espresso coffee maker, that was a, a, um, a short-term, it was a drop. It was a short-term investment. Oh yeah, dopamine. Oh, we got one. Um, it was a long-term investment in saving money because it ended up saving us so much money from walking to the shops and buying coffees because who the fuck wants instant coffee, right? I mean, look, if you're an instant coffee person, you Not do me. you, but you know, Nah, nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bougie bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be, but I, I just, I just really like this one as for the, from the practicality of looking at the, looking at your meals and the impacts that they're going to have on your life and just being real with yourself as to what those are. Dude, love it. 
Um, I think the next three I want to share was from James Clear. Pretty much all very similar pathway because it's all habits related. And I think our mm. life, uh, to quote this, right? It's like the trajectory of life bends in the direction of your habits, right? So if your life is not headed on the trajectory that you want right now, that's because of the habits that you have. And that's the habits being the people you hang out with, um, the habits around where you're spending your time, the habits, like everything, right? Where you're investing your money. You know, if it's investing more on alcohol than it is on your education, well, you know, your trajectory, where is it going, right? I think Mm -hmm. you have to understand that if you're not happy with your trajectory, like you got to own that. And you're not going in the right direction because you've chose not to go in the right direction. I think you know, ownership is a crucial thing. Um, so to, to move forward in life, we must own where we currently are. And that means you need to change your habits. And if you change, the, change our habits, we change our trajectory. So then if we're looking at our habits, the next quote was around from here. It's like, every action you take is a vote in the person you wish to become. And it's the same thing as what you were just saying there with Alan Aragon, mm. right? It's like, you can sit there and you can look at your lunch right now. You can look at your dinner. You can look at what you're drinking, whatever it is, right? It's like, you know, is this is this a vote towards the person I want to become right now? Is this a vote in the trajectory that I want, my life wants to go? It's like, mm. yes or no. It's black or white. It's not fucking gray. Like too many people are making gray, acting as if it's gray decisions. It's not mm. gray, man. Like there's, there's, there's no gray. It is either black or it is white. Okay. Did you train or did you not? You know, are you pregnant or are you not? Right. There's no half yeah. pregnant, dude. There's no such thing. I think it reminds like, me of um, there's a thing where you don't pick a seven out of 10. It's like seven's like Switzerland. It's like the, if someone asks you to rate something from one to 10, they're all oh, seven. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's no, it's either a six or it's an eight, right? You either got to hurt someone's feelings a little bit or you're giving them the compliment. It's like, go in or out. Don't pussyfoot. It's, it's, there's no in between. I think we have to understand that. It's like, is this action moving me forward? Am I going forward into growth or am I retreating to safety? It's like, Mm. yes or no. And if it's yes, then make it a strong fucking yes. If it's no, then you own it. And then the next vote, make it a yes. And I think that's okay. And the last one, it's like, you know, when we're looking at these habits, it's like, don't rise to the level of our goals. You fall to the level of your systems or our systems. Mm. It's like, everyone loves setting goals. No one likes doing the fucking work, right? (laughs) Because goals make you feel good. Oh, I'm going to make this money, get this body, have this dream. It's like, awesome. Happy days, man. You just got some dopamine. But then as soon as you set your goals, that's when the the real work starts, right? Like it means the grind, the the clock starts now. Press start on the stopwatch. Let's wait a year, right? (laughs) I think it's just like, you know, now we get to grind. Now we get get Mm. to vote and we get to vote daily. And then all of a sudden, over the year, as we vote daily for the person we want to become, you know, we our, our trajectory of our life bends, right? And all of a sudden, we start getting this compounding effect, adding up and adding up. And all of a sudden, the habits aren't hard because we chose, you know, we go back earlier in the thing. It's like, we chose the hard now for it to be easy later, right? Like, mm. we talked about this. All of these quotes come together, guys. You have to understand this. Um because this is what personal growth is. It's all one, just spreading out in this like different little sort of mind map. Um, and the last thing I did want to say today is, you know, to, and this is for everyone, right, out there, to the man who only has a hammer, everything he encounters begins to look like a nail. And that was from Abraham Maslow as well. So it's like, if you only have a hammer and like everything's going to look like a nail, Oh, we need to lose weight. Keto. Why? 
Oh, because that's what I know. Okay, well, no. That's the hammer I got. <laughs> that's the hammer you have. It's like, let's get it. Let's get a couple more fucking tools on this tool belt, dude. Mm. Like, you need more tools because the hammer isn't the right fit. You know, it could, it could be keto. Like, it could be low carb. It could be paleo. It could be carnivore. It could be flexible dieting. It could be the fucking burger diet. It could be intermittent fasting to help reduce the calories. It could be a 5-2. I don't care what it is, but you can't have only a hammer. Because that hammer is going to punch a hole through your fucking wall, right? <laughs> and it's not going to get you the result that you're looking for, right? It's just not. And if all you have is hit-based cardio, all you have is running, right? All you have is just lifting for strength. Like, you, you don't. You, like, we look at this. If all you, the only way you deal with problems is to, with full force aggression, like, guys, we need more tools in our belt for emotional mastery. We need more tools in our belt for training and to become the strongest and healthiest and best version of us for an abundance of energy. We need more tools in our belt for nutrition mastery. And we need tools in our belt to, you know, be able to enjoy life more through our mindset. I think it's, it's that perspective and gratitude. Uh, so I think if you've got these pillars, which is that mindset and emotions, and we have nutrition, and we have training. And I think if we look at these pillars, then we need multiple tools and multiple pillars. And that allows you to go, wow, like I've got a pretty fully fledged tool belt I'm rocking right now to deal with every single nail <laughs> that I have the right way. Um, I think that is crucial. And that's all about, mm. again, it's about acquiring skill sets, as you went and talked about before, dude. Again, it comes yeah. back to that. Be better for things to be get better. better. You have to get better. Don't wish for more. <laughs> don't wish for less nails. Wish for more tools. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dude. That's that, the uh, that's the updated it. 2023. 2023 version of him. Yeah. Um, but my, if, if Jim Rome and Marcus Aurelius was here right now and us saying this is what they actually meant, like, they'd be like, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marcus Aurelius like, wouldn't care. Ultimate stoic, is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, ah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You cannot change my feelings. Jim um, Rose, would you like the joy in Herbalife? <laughs> oh, guys. Well, that uh, is an hour of us talking about quotes and how they impacted us, and also the meanings from that, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you want um, to get coached, and if you're currently overweight, if you're currently not the best version of you. And if you want to become the best version of you, because what one can be, one must be, then go to fit-dad.club, book in for a, a call with us. We can talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how to actually close the gap and change the trajectory of your life, one vote mm -hmm. at a time together, because accountability and proximity of someone who can help you is probably the biggest key to success. Now, with that, fit-dad.club, now, Jace, do people have to do something after this as far as reviewing? Yes, it is a compulsory thing because what one uh, can do, one must do, which is a five-star rating and review. Uh, if you're on Apple or Google or even on YouTube, if you give it a like and a comment, um, it does really help out the algorithm. I think ratings are probably like the biggest thing that does it. So even if you don't leave a review, just give it the five stars and then uh, that'll that'll sort of bump us forward. Even if you say, uh, these guys talk good about fitness and stuff. Cool. Yeah, boom. Authentic. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, leave a review if you appreciated it. Uh, if you have any questions or any topics that you'd love us to cover, love our perspective on, feel free to drop them in the comments of wherever you're getting this on your particular podcast feed. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll speak to you next week about some more juicy topics. All right, guys. Peace out. Have a great week.